Hello everybody, welcome to Expression Pass here on Watch Fresh Network. I'm your host and enlightened excited uh Eddie V. Joining me is the good doc himself, Mr. Austin Campbell from Crossroads. Hello, good sir. Hey, how's it going? It is going good. If you guys have not checked out one of our earlier discussions, uh me and Austin was talking about uh religion played a part on your moral choices um and that was a very good discussion i do recommend you guys check it out if you have it um if you actually want to see it and uh, you know in more of these early events uh sign up for our patreon you can get bonus content like this way in advance so austin yeah. you have a topic so i'm going to put the hosting hands in or the hosting duties into your hands at this time well i i don't know if you should put the hosting hand in, in my hands but i'm, <laughs> I'm willing <laughs> i'm willing to hold the reins for a second <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, um so yeah well last time we talked about um you know religion and moral choices and this time I and I you asked me for a topic idea and I said, well, I want to talk about sin and gaming, <laughs> but <laughs> not necessarily sin as in bad things in gaming or anything like that. But I mean it more in a development sense. What are things in games that developers should stop doing? And this we were already talking in the chat all kinds of things that we, we already we already got it lined up. We don't want these developers to do these anymore stop doing these things in games and so that's uh, that's that's gonna be the discussion really it's just uh what do you want to what do you want people to stop doing I, okay we're gonna save the big one for later okay I, we're both in agreement on that one we're both yes. in agreement on that one i want them to stop showing trailers for games that are not ready i I, I am tired of not seeing uh, actual gameplay. I am tired of seeing that, is the, it, that it looks good for a cutscene and then it's questionable content when the game is in action. And maybe that part not is even in there. Yes, I know everybody's going to say about Cyberpunk 2077, but this has happened on multiple games. Everybody Everyone's be, guilty of this one. Yes. Everyone's guilty. Um, Watch Dogs is a big example. For <laughs> Watch Dogs one was uh, it was almost unbearable because it was like, oh, it's next gen PS4, then not really. Can, not really. And, and and the thing about it is, it got clowned because Mario Kart Eight mm -hmm. came out and destroyed it. Yeah, yeah, and, and honestly, it's almost like. <sighs> And this could be another thing, but like maybe, just maybe, whatever you're gonna do in the second game to improve it, put it in the first game. <laughs> yeah, because Watch Dogs Two is a fantastic game. It, I, yes, that it game is. has a way better story, way better environments, better ideas, and Watch Dogs One. Now I have to apologize, Nelly. I'm sorry because Nelly loves Watch Dogs One. She loves uh, Aiden Pierce, which I think yes. is his name. But I'm I think sorry. Which I think he's a, is a cool character. But I think he might be the only part that's cool. Like, everything else is very bland. Um, which, that game is in Chicago, correct? Yes. Did it feel like it gave the Chicago vibe on that game? Did it feel like it gave all the life that Chicago deserves? No. That's what I thought. Yeah. It made Chicago seem like a very boring place. It made Chicago seem like Tulsa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, that's that's one of my biggest gaming sins because you know, as much as okay, and everybody know I am the Nintendo guy on Boss Rush. I am a big Nintendo fan. I love Nintendo. I always put it number one against anything else. And I know from some people they're like, "Oh, Nintendo can't do no wrong." And sometimes in my eyes they can't. Um, but that's I think why i love nintendo and their trailers and stuff is because yes even though they it is fun and stuff at some point in time they can show you a trailer but they're almost going to show you some actual gameplay and they're going to break it down you know they're not going to wait to the day of release and then throw it out and be like oh here you go this is how the game looks no they're gonna be like this is the prototype this is the idea that we're working on or this is what's coming soon and bam when you get it 
this is the polish that is in the game. Um, and there's more to it that you did not know. You know. Now, do you include teaser trailers in this discussion? Is teaser trailers part of this? So teasers, I could understand, but you only get to do teasers twice. Okay. A bad teaser is Battlefield 2042. Yeah, well, Battlefield 2042 is a bad just period but, but this is the thing about it is that you tease this announcement and then when you get the announcement you tease the game okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna let it slide i should not have to wait if you're gonna tease this announcement to be like oh we got something really good and then be like oh there's another hour wait before we actually show you and then it's only a five minute trailer to be like, you could have did this on any video game platform. You could have threw this on Xbox to be like, watch this and been done with it. You teased us to show something that we don't know about with a game that looks kind of basic in a sense. Like, nothing ex- exciting about it. Like, if if you're going to do a teaser trailer... I want to see that Nintendo Switch logo come up. Mm. Mm. Because it's going to make people excited and it's going to get people to talk. Who was talking about? I I wanted for any video game that, well, third party and indie, I should say. And I could understand if it's console specific or there's a game that cannot be done on Switch and, you know, we all know about cloud gaming and stuff like that. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But you know that if a game, whether it's good quality or not or anything, even if the graphics are downgraded, if you know that it's coming to Nintendo Switch and you treat it with respect that once it releases on Xbox and PlayStation, it also releases on Switch along with PC. I mean, it everything is that day one release. Mm-hmm. People are willing to be like, okay, I've seen the teaser. I can't believe it's on Switch, but I'm going to try it on Switch. You're going to see the money go in on Switch because it's curiosity on how yeah. that game is going to run. Well, what what's a game in particular that it did this particular thing? I'm, I'm blanking on a game that teased and didn't say it was coming to Switch, but then eventually did come, but didn't really like promote it. So one of them is kind of like, well, it's kind of like Crash Bandicoot in a sense, mm. you know, um, and it's, it's a lot of Activision games that they will mention it's coming to Xbox and PlayStation and stuff. And then it's a possibility that that game may show up on Switch. And you'd be right. like, oh, you not you you waited a year after the initial release of this game to come do, out and now it's on Switch? Well, do you think it's because they didn't want to make sure that it would run on Switch? I mean, Crash Bandicoot would probably is gonna run on Switch fine. But I wonder if that because like now I kinda understand what you mean, because like um like Death's Door, when it was announced, it was just yes. Xbox. Even though it was going to eventually come to Nintendo and PlayStation. It was announced for Xbox. It came out as Xbox. So this and is lo- the thing. But this is the thing about Death's Door. No one knew that that game was exist. I've never heard of. I never heard of Death's Door. I've never seen a trailer for it. But even through E3, I haven't seen nothing about it. I feel like that was a game that just appeared on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. So, but when it was just like, oh, it's coming to PlayStation and it's coming to Switch, people were just like, oh, I'm finally going to get a chance to play Death Store, and they played it on Switch. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when it comes to like teasers, what's another game? Well, I was trying to think of. Um... I mean, here's another one that people. Okay, so Final Fantasy VII Remastered, it's still yes. not clear if it'll ever come to Xbox. I don't think it's going to come to Switch. I think it's it's too big of a game, and I don't I don't I don't know if anyone's going to want to play a cloud version of Final Fantasy VII Remake. 
But everyone is still wondering, will it come to Xbox? If it's two years or whatever, three years later, would you still want it to be said, hey, it's coming to Xbox, but it's going to be like three years later? Because who knows what Sony paid to make it exclusive. I think people, I think Xbox players are over Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think even PlayStation owners are over Final Fantasy VII Remake. Because it's just like, when are we going to get these parts if you guys are going to be taking all this time to get it done? Like, yeah, this game should have been... I, I was just watching E3 uh, 2013 when it was initially announced. Yeah. And all the ups and downs that this game got delayed, even with Shimu 3 and stuff, and it was just like, oh my goodness, all of these big games that's supposed to be coming to PlayStation 4 came late. Like, literally mm-hmm. came late. You know, and so it's just like you teasing us. And Shimu 3 is a really big one that I was just like, oh, they just really getting y'all for y'all money, for y'all coins. And then it releases as some big questionable content as a game. Like, mm-hmm. it got low ratings. Mm-hmm. Where Bayonetta 2, it made people upset. Because it was coming to Switch, and then people seen it, it was just like, oh my goodness, this game is going to be on Wii U. And then people played it, and were just like, oh, this is literally game of the year. Mm-hmm. And the fact, well, I don't know if I was saying that, but... <laughs> but, but, the thing about, but the thing about it is, it's just like, on how good that quality was on Switch. Don't forget, everybody did not care about Platinum at all. If they cared about Platinum, they were no Clover games, and they did not. They, there's no way that you sell up almost 2 million or a lot of the first game on two platforms. And then... The, uh, Sony, if Sony and Microsoft are not interested in your game, and it comes to Nintendo, and it makes you not only one of your best games, but it actually gets you to work to other developers and make you a become a well-known game. Who was talking about Platinum at all? No one was talking about Platinum when uh, Vanquish came out. No one was really talking about Bayonetta one when it came out. Bayonetta two, Platinum and Nintendo. Oh, there was mad talk about that game and then activision got with them to make the transformers games yeah. and stuff you know a lot of people were talking about platinum but don't forget it was started with that little teaser that nintendo went to platinum games to bring an m-rated game to their system because mm-hmm. of the stereotype of nintendo being family friended i'm just like y'all really haven't played a lot of nintendo games because if you did you would understand that some of these e-rated games will piss adults off yeah you go ahead and play super mario galaxy with the wii controller and see if you can get 100 stars oh you would see the upset even some even new super mario brothers a e-rated game was pissing adults off. So what's family yeah. friendly about that? Well, I'm 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 actually gonna say something that this <laughs> this might be this might be a hot take. Well, I wouldn't even say a hot take, but I think it's family friendly because I'm gonna tell you this: when I was a kid, I guarantee you I could get a hundred stars mm-hmm. and all the more. I Mario games were a piece of cake. You know, when I was a kid, and when I'm an adult, <laughs> something lost. <laughs> I lost something. I don't know. I I I have played through Super Mario World. I don't know how many times, but I every time I play it, I've since I'm really familiar with it. I am like I can play through it pretty well. But when there's like a big gap between when I played on Game Boy Advance and then when I played it on. The next time I played it was on the mini NES. Yes. Was like night and day. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do what I used to do anymore. <laughs> like I was struggling. By the time I got to like the fifth and sixth world, I was like, oh my God, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm hurting here. I'm hurting here. Because the first world I was doing good. Second world I was doing good. Uh, the, third, the third and fourth world are my favorites in Super Mario World. But then when you get to fifth, and then when you get to six and you have like, I don't even know, <laughs> six, I was like, I don't even know if I remember beating it. 
honestly. But I was just like, and then all the bonus levels, I was like, oh, I forgot everything. Like, I, I really think that, like, family-friendly games in that sense doesn't mean mm-hmm. a lot because I think kids tend to be, you tend to be a better gamer as a kid than you do it as an adult. But it's it's so funny that kids struggle and adults struggle when it comes to playing all of the Mario games. Not all of them. But I, I'm telling you, my... I was decent, but my younger brother was way better. And, like, he he could beat Mega Man 2 like nothing. Or Mega oh. Man 3 like nothing. Like, every Mega Man. All the Mega Man's like, just nothing. It, like, it didn't hurt. Or even Castlevania and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, it just... But then, like, if he plays um, Neo, it's, like, it's broken. Something doesn't work. I think people are just good at different games. I'm way better at puzzle games mm-hmm. than a lot of people are. Like, you know, some some of my friends would be like, I can't, I can't do I like the witness. A lot of my friends could not do the witness. Me add no problem. Because it's something that I understand. Yes. But let me tell you, when we do racing games, like <laughs> not really Mario Kart, but like Forza. Or my my brain goes dumb. I don't understand it. I'm like, how am I supposed to? How how are you all not breaking and still making the turn? I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't understand right. it. You know, like and, and people's minds just work differently. People's minds are working different ways. Where I think like there's a Dark Souls community where it's like, oh, these are the hardest games, and then they can't beat 2D platforms. But then there's people who play 2D platforms like no problem and can't do the 3D games. And there's some people that don't know how to do JRPGs. That's me. Is another thing where I have no problem with JRPGs. Like I, like I really, I can do them really well. But when you give me Bloodborne, I could do fine because it was fast. But when you tell me to be patient for Dark Souls and Dark Souls Two, I'm like, nope, I don't like this. I don't like being patient. Uh, like 2D platform Cuphead, I was way better at because it's fast paced. It's go go go. When it's Castlevania or anything where it's like really, really close, I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. So it just depends. It really depends on who, what you are as a gamer uh, to get that. That's true. And that and that may be the thing that causes our gaming sense in a way mm-hmm. is that there's different things about different games that we see on a consistent basis that different developers or that same developer does and we get tired of it it's just like okay mm-hmm. i have done this I, me and you are going to be talking about the uncharted series and uncharted 2 sometimes and i told around this that i respect uncharted 2 i i have my problems with it but if i jump on another platform and i grab it and it does that diagonal camera shot when he's holding on again and then 10 minutes later does the same thing i i i hate i i despise that i get the that's actually not what i was going to talk about so that's that's interesting (laughs) that's that's not the complaint i have about i when i play the uncharted games that camera angle always happens on drake it always happens and it's just like this is getting insufferable like i'm i'm sick of this stop doing this i get the i get the point of what you're trying to do i know you're trying to build tension i know you're trying to build suspense but this has happened within the last five minutes i have jumped on this platform and you have went to that camera angle i have did this i have just pulled myself off walked onto another wall here go another um cutscene style kind of gameplay and now the camera angle is the same thing but it's on the other side i'm tired of this you have already pulled this trick off about 10 times in the last 20 minutes that i have been playing this game and it is sickening stop it And I kind of, I, that's kind of why I had it with some of the Uncharted games. It's just like, uh, when I, I, I do not like when they do, I'm going to put you in the present, 
throw 75% of the game in the past and then make you replay the present and then throw the other 25 for no apparent reason. Just making mm-hmm. the game longer. Naughty Dog is bad at that. Even The Last of Us Part 2 is bad at that. I understand what you're trying to do, but it doesn't become a gang to me. It becomes on something that you're dragging on too long. You're trying to make up for the delays of development. And this is unnecessary. It's a big game of sin. I love Naughty Dog. I think they're one. I wrote a boss rush better because I think they're one of the greatest companies that uh that Sony has. Um, with Insomniac being number two, Sucker Punch being number three, but stop it. Just we make. Get... <laughs> okay. We we get... I haven't played Last of Us Part Two, so I won't speak to that. But I I don't see that problem in Uncharted. I don't except for four. I think four is the only one that adds too much stuff in there that's like doesn't need to be in there um but i think one two three and last of us are perfectly cut i think they're because it's like story hit the story beat story beat especially last of us i think that's that to me that's the strong point of last of us one is just oh that is story beat the story beat the story beat that is a sometimes a big game we said because it becomes almost a cinematic sense to me last of us part one and this don't have to do with most of the other part of the game. It has to deal with that intro. That I yelled at this game. I wanted to yell at Naughty Dog. And it's the, point, it's the point where you're holding your daughter. Where Joel is holding the daughter. And the cop yeah. shoots. You know, makes a shot. Okay. He hit, he shot about three or four bullets from his gun. How in the world your daughter gets hit, but not you? One of those bullets wouldn't hit you also. Not Mm -hmm. just your daughter. Just, Just the way that the position that he's holding the daughter and the way that he is at. Just seeing that, you would be like, okay, Joel, you would have got hit and maybe die also. Or you would have just been, you know, injured. But I can understand your daughter dying, but it looked like he didn't take no hits. So he basically, and this is what I'm getting from, and this is why I call it, it's a big sin. And I wish Naughty Dog, they hopefully they don't never include this ever again. You treated your daughter as a shield. <laughs> I I would I wouldn't put it that way. Play Last of Us. Play play that intro and get to that part and look at the cuts. Look at that cutscene right there and look at the position of what the daughter is and how many shots happen with the gun. You would be like, oh my goodness! In reality, if you think about it, he used the daughter as a shield. Because why would Naughty Dog allow for the girl to die and not allow Joel to be hit just to progress the story? Well, I think it's a little different considering that's the beginning of the game. I think but, without that, that would be the end. There would be no game. It would just which, be which, I under, which, I un, which I understand. Uh-huh. But you would say this is the most illogical mess. That you, as a developer, let the girl die and not let Joel be injured at all. It's not the mental. It's not the mental picture. It's the bullet that came from a gun from a police officer. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't do one shot. He released some rounds in your. In, when they showed her, she was coughing. You, of course, you can't see the bullet room or anything, but. I understand that she got hit and she's dying. Okay, I understand that, but nothing happened to Joel? So you would at least let Joel to get hit in the arm or something? I, yes. Okay. If, if, if we're I, going to, I, I can see that. If we're going to go for this emotional state and everything... He should, we, he should come away with a leg injury. He, bullet wound. Bullet, bullet you're, wound you're in the saying, shoulder. You're saying... It, <laughs> 
You're saying Joel didn't have it hard enough. He lost his daughter, but he needs a he needs a good shot wound. He too. lost he <laughs> lost his he lost he lost his daughter, but he would have also been hit. And it, and it's mm-hmm. pre- to me is presenting at is to me I'm taking it as okay this wouldn't happen. I understand the daughter getting hit, but Joel, you will also get hit because of the position that you're holding your daughter, and you are literally visible where you should be hit. Also, mm. because the thing about it is the way that he hit the, it looked like he was ballet turning when his daughter got hit. So and the guy mm. was still shooting. So there would have been if your daughter got hit, there would have been you still standing up before you hit the ground, a bullet hitting you in the back or something. Right. Or when it, when the shot when if you got hit. You and her would have been hit with the bullet, but somehow it would have probably scraped you, but yet hit the daughter and killed her. Mm-hmm. And it feels like, no, you used her as a shield, and somehow you didn't get hit, but she did. That's a big gaming sin. I hate illogical stuff in cutscenes that makes me want to scream at a game. But can't you say that a lot of games are just illogical? Like, isn't that the point? It's it's illogical. Yes, it's illogical when you're actually playing the game, but there should be some there should be some kind of sense, some kind of sense when it's a cutscene and the Mm -hmm. way that that goes, it should kind of be like, Okay, if this gets shot, you should also get shot too. Because that's why I yelled at Uncharted 2. That's what I was mad with the part where you're on the train. And this that's why I said this is a big game of sin, of, of illogical mess. You mean to tell me you're, you're shooting on that train, that Indian with AK-47, bombs, grenades, you're throwing everything in your arsenal at him. But mm-hmm. Chloe comes out with a magnum or something, does one shot, and he's dead? So I'm supposed to accept that. I've been on this train. I've, I've been on this train. I'm finding you as a boss. You're taking 55,000 hits. She come up with a hit. It kills. That's like me. That's like literally me. I hit somebody with a fireball from Mario. But Princess, but Princess Peach touches the touches Bowser. And the touch of Bowser, when she touched Bowser's hand, is the power that she has with a star. It just automatic kills him. Even though I was hitting Bowser with 5,000 fireballs. Well, the, it's, not as, it's not as powerful as the power of the star, man. I mean, that's... It's a <laughs> sin. It's illegal. If I hit you with a rocket, your rocket should be able to kill you, not a magnum. So, let's say Resident Evil... The pistol, you could shoot a zombie 20 times, but you get the magnum, it's one shot. Yes, that because is, guess what? The magnum is, par- is powerful than the pistol. That's, that's, that's logical. Well, that's can't, the- can't you say that the magnum is more powerful than an AK-47 bullet, and it's way more accurate? If it's... In a sense... Compared to uh, compared to what is happening in Uncharted, mm-hmm. the Magnum is kind of powerful, you know, it, it whatever since because you don't really get the Magnum because that's that's really Barry's weapon, um, and you really don't get the AK forty seven and stuff. But the Magnum, yes, it's it's going to be powerful than the AK forty seven. That's understandable, but if you're not hitting a zombie with 55 bullets from an AK-47 before he goes down. Mm-hmm. You're hitting that boss yeah. for a good while with everything until a cutscene happens and she comes out and hits him with one bullet. Mind you, you just hit this dude, this boss, with multiple hits. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe maybe it's not just Nathan Drake who runs on luck. Maybe it's the bosses who also run on luck. Because you know that's... I don't know if you've, if you've ever read that, but in Nathan Drake, mm-hmm. people are like, how does he take all of these bullets and not die? Well, it's because they're 
really missing him. And the blood, quote unquote, the red that's coming out is his luck running out. Yes. And it's only the one bullet that kills him. Maybe but, it's for everybody in Uncharted. <laughs> it's it's one of those kind of sponges in games. You know, I think that's well, a really that, big game. That's, that's a sin, honestly, to me. This is what I was going to bring up is... Yes. I'm tired of bullet sponges. Yeah, I would rather have enemies where they only die with headshots or they only die um, after... Uh, disabling their armor or something like that. But don't give me a guy that just looks bigger and just takes a bunch of bullets, you know. Or don't give me the same guys that just have a different uh, color of armor that take a bunch of bullets more than the other one, you know. Um, I think that's something that all games should really, really just, like, not do. (laughs) Is I would rather there be... Is and this this might be I don't I actually don't like that games get I get why they get harder as you go along, uh-huh. but I don't I don't think it's necessary. This is something that um, Guardians of the Galaxy did really well. Is the character the bad guys in and of itself? were harder to beat, but it's because they had different, um, there was different elements to take them down. Or they had more shield, they had like a shield that they would put up. There was yeah. stuff you could see that was actually blocking. It wasn't just like, alright, this guy took 10 bullets, and now he takes 20. And now he takes 50, or whatever. You actually saw what they were doing to to, to keep them alive longer. And when they were, when their shields were down, they were going down as fast as other characters were during the yes. middle of the game, beginning of the game. That That's something that I hope more games do in the future. And I don't think that a game necessarily needs to be harder the more you go along. Um, now, counteract that, if you want to make the bosses harder, you need to make the game harder. That way, you're building up to face those bosses. You don't want to play a game that's pretty just like pretty easy and then the final boss is just like mega hard you're not gonna be prepared for that you know which, but which, i don't which I, which I feel like that's why i love the minor tune writers because they all feel balanced even though you're you mm-hmm. may be weak and stuff you're grabbing materials and gaining levels to choose to make yourself stronger and yet yeah, you know, there's a challenge that's there that's presenting itself, but you can easily overcome it if you just be smart, if you be a little bit patient. But if you know what you're doing, you could get through those sections. Everything mm. flows, everything connects, and I feel like Naughty Dog sometimes doesn't realize that, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I know when we talk about bullet sponges, oh, trust me, there is a lot of that in games. <laughs> Yeah, I love Borderlands, but that's like oh. the one that it's it's there. It's just there, and it's in Destiny, and it's in um, you know, it's in. See, this is one thing I actually do like about Modern Warfare or mm. all the Call of Duty games is the care the enemies are pretty much the same, but the way it's harder is they're in harder to places to see or you're using different weapons or you get less ammo like that's a creative way to make it harder yes without making the enemies just like all right now you gotta take 50 bullets instead it just takes longer to beat them that's more annoying whereas if you make less ammo less grenades if you put them in higher and lower spots there's people coming from the ceiling and the and the bottom floor instead of just coming at you and just running towards you and not going down because you didn't empty your whole clip in them. You know? Yes. Shooting uh, games are terrible at that. As much uh, as I love first-person shooters, there's a lot of terrible ones, but there are get, they are getting better. And I think that's one thing that Call of Duty doesn't get enough credit for, is getting creative, and really they're not creative because they've been doing this for a while, but mm. making it to where it's not like harder characters come in, it's, all right, they're coming from different ways, or they, or the level is changed where it's not necessarily harder, it's just like it's different. The environment's different. Yeah, I think that's something they don't get credit for. 
One last game of sin for me, and then we're gonna get to the main game of sin. Um, okay. And Sonic used to do this with Ratchet and Clank, and sometimes they still do it, where there's are sections that you get on a turret and you gotta shoot, and there's so much coming at you, you wish that it would be smart, just like please do not put. <laughs> Where you have to stop to let a cooldown. I hate cooldown in games because it ruins the flow. And something and something that used to be bad with this at Russia claim because of the cooldown, it would literally make me automatically fail some of the stuff. Mm. And it was just like, well, you already throwing stuff at me. I'm trying to move, but you got this turret moving slow also. It's not, everything is not quick. If you would just let me shoot at them and just let it go on like I'm playing Space Harrier uh, space or um, some kind of run and gun thing, just let the thing go. Don't even worry about a cooldown thing. I would enjoy that more, but because that cooldown is in some of those sections, and even Gears used to do this too, I used to I used to just be like, this makes me feel because you want me to cool down, but you're still throwing enemies at me. You don't let me cool down when I'm trying to have this ongoing fight. I I think you just don't like turrets because <laughs> You also don't like the dead space. Um, that one uh, <laughs> was <laughs> hot trash. Hot trash. I'm not even going to say questionable content. That was hot garbage. Hot trash with molded cheese on top. I um I wasn't going to say that one, but another gaming sin that I was going to say was, and it's kind of along the same lines. Another thing that you could add is like Arkham Knight with the with the tank battles and stuff like that. Like yeah, taking me out of the game, but unnecessary and more importantly, uncreative puzzles in regular action games, aka yes. Spider Man on PS4 when you do the stupid experiments and stuff Ugh. where it's not fun. It's not challenging, and it takes you out of the game. No, yes. no thank you. You know, I'm going to call out my one of my, my favorite games of all time, like Bioshock. As much as I love that game, when I go back and play it, the first time, like, I love that game. But when I go to hack, and I have to do that stupid pipe thing that I've done a billion times, I'm like, oh, I don't want to play this. That I don't want to play this. That and Onamusha used to do that so much. I'm like, I don't need this at yeah. all. Yeah. The replayability makes it hard because it's almost like, man, I wish there was a way to like where I could play Bioshock. Mm -hmm. And after I played through it once, when I play through it again, because I play through Bioshock quite a bit, I can skip those. Or maybe you can find more auto hacks in the in the map where mm. I I could use I can use auto hacks instead of doing that hack mini game because it takes you out of the game. And then it's yes. not the only one. There's plenty of games that do unnecessary and uncreative. That's the if you can make them creative, aka like um, and this is a little different, but like God of War puzzles or Tomb Raider puzzles and stuff like that, like where you're messing with the environment. Yes, that's different. But when you're just like, all right, pour this into this, and then, what? No, no, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. It's not Resident Evil where puzzles are like a huge part of the game. You I, know, I will say, I will <laughs> say this: Bioshock Infinite. Don't you ever, or anyone who's who's worked on that game, or now watch your watch your words. Watch your words. This is my oh, favorite game of all time. Oh, oh, be careful. Oh, I'm going to probably piss some people off. That final battle, don't you ever do that again. Mm. Because they throw everything at you, and it takes yeah. forever to get through. That battle is so unfair, even on normal. Don't let you ever do it again. Now let us now you now we can have a difference. Of, we can have a different difference of opinion. We might have to make a whole episode about Bioshock Infinite. We might have to make a whole episode. <laughs> well, I understand what you're saying. That that final, well, kind of final fight, but, but because the one I on, think... are you talking about the one on the ship with yeah. all the yeah that yeah. that that one is a little insane. I when I, I watch it's... people who play it though. Too many people use the guns and not the figures. 
but the, if you but use the, the figures, that's that's going to be the. Well, I think that's I think that's the problem with some of the Bioshock thing is that when you when you get these supernatural powers and you want to use them, it really it, I. I that's a, that's what I had a really big problem with the first Bioshock. I I respect it. I think it's a great game. I definitely love the ending. I love like seeing the kid, the girls and stuff, and getting that final ending. I thought that was so cool. I mm-hmm. think it's just like they don't incorporate those powers enough to use, in a sense. Mm-hmm. I I feel like it's they are trying to go for a Metroid kind of feel to it. But I think when the guns do enough for you, you end up playing it like a first-person shooter than what it's supposed to be, the sci-fi yeah. adventure. And I think when when you can't use that in a lot of battles, because this is the problem that I have with, even with Bioshock Infinite, it's just like I never felt like I needed to use those powers in a sense to get through the game. All I need is the ammo and just be able to shoot them down. So it's just Until like... The end. Right, but it's just like you've been through the whole game shooting, and you just don't even realize that it's it's kind of like the Final Fantasy VIII battle, where all you've been doing is using magic, and then you get to the one boss that you can't use. You really can't use any magic. You really got a melee tax you got to do, and it's kicking your mm-hmm. tail. No, it's just yeah. like I I think there's not a balance in some of the enemy placements or enemy fights. So I mm-hmm. think that's why I I enjoy Bioshock Infinite. I love the beginning. Oh, I love saving the interracial couples. I love that. That final oh, yeah. that that final battle could go to hell. <laughs> this is hot to but it's followed up by one of the greatest endings of video games. Oh, yes. I, I love, love the ending. I love that ending so much. Yes. I love true. that ending so much. A hundred percent. One more before we get to the big one. Because <laughs> this is the one that I want to bring with Uncharted. And this is a short one. Okay. We talked about how bad. Okay. I'm going to come out and say it. Uncharted 1's boss, final boss, sucks. Uncharted 2's final boss, sucks. Uncharted 3's final boss also kind of sucks, but not as bad, and it's kind of creative, but not really. Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4 is the stupidest final boss I think I've ever played in a video game. Because this is the most egregious sin I've ever seen in a video game. How the hell are you going to make me have a tutorial in the final battle using a weapon that I never used the whole entire game. You are shooting this whole entire time, and then when you get to that ship, they give you a sword, and you're in this final fight. I'm spoiling Uncharted 4, kind of. You're in a final fight. This game's been building all this way, and they're like, here's a tutorial menu screen. That that totally takes me out of the game. Like, that takes me out of the total ending. That's like, that's like you watching, you know, you're watching Star Wars, and right before you find out that Darth Vader's Luke Skywalker's father, you get a menu pop-up screen trying to give you a deleted scene or like a commentary or some bullshit like that. You know, like it's just it's it's I when I play I I liked Uncharted Four. It's not one of my favorite. I, Uncharted Three is my favorite. I get clown on Crossroads for that one. Oh, it's but my favorite. It's it's, it's it, my okay. favorite. Then someone's got to be someone's got to be right, Ed, and it's got to be us, I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> tell her, Ron doesn't know what he's talking about. He, he's always about two. I'm like two's final boss is terrible. Just it's like all right, I'm gonna shoot a bunch of guns, throw a bunch of grenades, and hopefully I get lucky and those fruits don't land on me or whatever, or the fruits land next to him. It's so stupid. I hate it. I hate it so much. But four final boss, you're on the ship. You, the, the treasure is in your hands, but you're realizing that this treasure, you gotta let it go. Here's a tutorial screen. Here's how to control a sword that you never use this whole entire game. I would have rather the final boss fight not even be a fight, and would rather it be like a quick time event where maybe yes. I just use melee punches. I would have rather had that than you have the sword fight. A sword fight in a game that never used swords. That was the worst thing that a Naughty Dogs game has ever done. Ever done. And I haven't played Last of Us Part 2, but I'm pretty willing to stand on that. <laughs> uh, just, That's my yeah. biggest sin. But. 
Here's the, the biggest really want to talk about. <laughs> yes, the biggest sin, because this is going to be our last one, everybody. The biggest sin is Ubisoft. You placing too much crap in your open world games that does not benefit us. It does not benefit the story. It's just there to make the game longer. Stop it. And not just Ubisoft either. <laughs> There's a lot of games that are doing this. Oh, yes. But Ubisoft yeah. is the most egregious. And I love I love Far Cry games. And I think they do the best job out of the open world games that Ubisoft has yes. as far as, like, limiting, because you can finish it all in, like, 40, 50 hours. Yes. But this... Ed, let me tell you, Valhalla broke me. I couldn't do it. I was like, this is way too much. This is too much added from online stuff. It kept warning about people that I don't know that are not my friends on PlayStation asking me to revenge them to make this game longer. I don't need this game to be longer. This game is taking people 200 plus hours to finish. And I understand if you enjoy it, but I just want to get through the story, man. <laughs> that's, I don't that, want all this extra stuff, you know? That's Assassin's that's, that's Creed origin. I feel like that's where it started. It may have been earlier in the games in Assassin's Creed. That was just too much. I understood it yeah. in Far Cry 3, Far Cry 4. I don't know what the heck that was. But it was literally too much. And it's just mm -hmm. like, this doesn't serve any purpose for me. Like... I don't get no, I really don't get no reward or anything. You just place this to make the game longer. What is the mm -hmm. plot? Get me through the main story. Let me upgrade when I finish the main campaign throughout the levels and call it a day. All this unnecessary stuff makes no sense. And Assassin's, uh, not Assassin's Creed, just Ubisoft to me personally, they do it badly. I, I'm just like, I feel like Square Enix. And with the Tomb Raider games, they do a good mixture of it. There's a nice balance because there is mm -hmm. a payoff. It, it's going towards your, you know, opening up and getting Laura Croft stronger. Assassin's Creed, though, it's just like this is way too long. There's no, there's no sense that in the first area I have three story beats and then I have 37 side quests. Yeah. yeah, and part well, of that thirty, one third of that thirty-seven is the same thing. Same thing. Well, and that's that's the thing. I, I like I said earlier, Far Cry does a little better of a job than this because you, you can platinum that game in forty fifty hours, but you can't platinum Assassin's Creed in forty fifty hours. Oh no, it's, it's double and much longer than that. And it's because and it's all this. So like Witcher three, a long game to play. But every side quest has a story connected to it. Yes. Everything is interesting. The most monotonous things in Witcher 3 are like the monster nest. Um, but even then, there's there's a fight going on or something like that. Assassin's Creed and, and Far Cry and Immortal Phoenix Rising. It's just like boring chest or with no story, no lore behind it. Just another chest with some gold in it and a rusty sword or whatever you want to find. But it's on my map, and you want to get rid of it because you're just trying to, like... And I have ADD, like, really bad. Like, when I have an open-world game, this is the thing that broke me in Valhalla. And it started in Origins, but Valhalla made it worse. Was, like, yes. you can... There'll be all these markers on your map, and you can clear them. But when you come back to that area, they're all still there. And I was like, nope, I'm out. I can't do that. That bothers me to no end when... When there are things that I've already looked at, and now they're they're back. Like I have to mark everything off that checklist. Because what if I missed it? What if there's a story beat I missed because I didn't pick up whatever there? Now I don't know. I don't remember. Your game takes oh. 200 hours to beat. I can't remember everything I did in your game. You know. Love, so <laughs> love Ghost of Tsushima. Did every side quest? I'm like, okay, why do I not have this platinum? What am I missing? And it, I could not figure out, still to this very day, I could not figure out that I did everything in this game. 
mm-hmm. why am I not why is this game is not platinum and I and this is the thing with side quests in some of the open world games you would get the side quest and we have to travel six to seven minutes to get to the area that you need to be and it's just like why this is unnecessary mm. why can't I just travel something that is right across the street or something and I just go in the kick tail yeah well and now I'm about to say something egregious, so bear with me, Ed. Because Ubisoft, they have a big open world that they don't need. They need to make it smaller. They need to make it more compact and stop throwing all this random stuff in it. But there's another game that's on a Nintendo Switch, and that, <laughs> that I, that I cannot. It's so big, and it's so bland when you're going in between each place that you need to go to yes i i i agree it's so bland that was my this is why i did not like breath of wild it's like way down the list for zelda games for me because when i play zelda games i love the story i love the compact story i like it being mainline i like to be as front you know front facing as possible i don't like the open world zelda and i don't know if i will ever like open world zelda but but this, but, is, the thing, it, it, but this is the thing about it because zelda has always been open world since the first legend of zelda i think the thing that separates it from other open world games is that you don't need to do it it's very optional if you feel like you want to do it you can but see, that's a problem to be that's a problem to be <laughs> But see, if, but it's, it, at least it gives you the option. You don't have to do that at all. If you, you literally could just be minding mm-hmm. on your own business and literally fall into a side quest, it would not even, even know. Because Breath of the Wild is a science, it's a science game. It's it's just it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. a bunch of physics that you could do. It's a it's a wonder of if I do A, would B be cause so I could get to C. Like you don't mm-hmm. like you could you could go and do the main stuff that you need to, but if you want to make your character stronger, go ahead and do it. If you want to go fight Ganon, go ahead and do it. Yeah, it's it's literally it doesn't hold your hand. It doesn't put all of this stuff. If you feel like you can see it, be like, okay, that may be an area you plot your course and go to. You don't need to, but if you want to, go ahead. Now, if you do see uh one of the little things, I cannot think of it right now. If you see a shrine that you want to go to. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, ooh, how do I get to that stride? And it gets you, it's yes, it's going to nitpick you at at mas- maximum capacity. Cause mm-hmm. just be like, I want to get to the stride. I want to get what's in it. And then you get into the stride and you'd be like, how the heck do I figure out this puzzle? I don't got no arrows. I don't got no fire. And it just you just be like, I hate this. <laughs> But you yeah. felt it. But you fell into it, or you decided that she wanted to go in there. So I can understand. I yeah. You don't have to like Breath of the Wild, uh, Austin. But but I'm saying like it's just it's one of those things where, and I know I'm in the minority on that game. Like a yeah. major minority. There's so many people that like that game, and I just don't understand it. But I think it's, it's because it's, it's fresh. It was something fresh or something different. It, it was different, and I I will give it that, but I I just did not like it. Except for I love the ending, the the castle area is yes like, that that part is was like okay, I I like this game. I like that <laughs> that single part. And when you got to like the hub worlds, like the the the, the city worlds of like that 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 to me was like more. I was more into those. But anytime I was like in the forest. And just like seeing different shrines or whatever, I, I was like, no, this is this is the Assassin's Creed thing with me. It's like, yeah, there's some underground caves you can go visit and you can do these puzzles and whatever. But I was like, <sighs> the fact that it's not like check marked or anything also yeah. was was like made made the Assassin's Creed stuff like stuff to me even worse because now I'm like, did I go over there? Did I already do this? I don't remember. Like, uh, you know, it just. It... I think I think with with Zelda, with Breath of the Wild, that 
yes, I I get that. I understand. I I I get it. I think to me, it's just like somehow because of the world that I'm in, it feels natural, and. It's been a hundred years, and Link is just like he don't remember any of this, so he's new to it, just like us. And I think that is the thing just to be like, oh, they're not telling me where to go. They're not holding my hand. I mm-hmm. just happen to hear this beep, and okay, this is huh a shrine. Mm-hmm. Let me go into it, or or here goes some gold, or here goes this kind of character, or what the heck. This mailman turned into the Yi guy clan, and it's just like <laughs> it, I think it's just something that's yeah, it's very it's a it's a fantasy world, but a, there's mm-hmm. some kind of natural feeling to it. Yeah, well, know? it's also because it's it um, it doesn't hold your hand; it demands your it demands your attention. Yes. Whereas yes. I can leave Assassin's Creed like. I can play, go back and play Origins and have no problem. Because I never, I beat the game, like the story part of it, but I didn't mm-hmm. finish all those, all the stuff that was in there. I could go back and play Origins anytime if I wanted to platinum it. When I left Breath of the Wild for a while and I came back, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You know, I would like to just explore and try to find stuff that I haven't done before, but I was like, I don't remember. I don't remember, you know. And that, and that to me is the problem with a lot of open world games, is it's so much of the stuff is just unmemorable. And yes, you do remember those like those those big memories. Yeah. But why can't that all just be together? Can I tell <laughs> you, you know? the, the the I think the two best open world games that get it right that I don't really have no complaint is Stephen Dawes and Saints Row the Third. I think those mm-hmm. are some of the two best open world games. Do you know that I've just... never played the, either one of those games? Oh, so... <laughs> Stephen Dogs, you have to play. I feel like it needs to be played because not yeah. only is it a great open world game, it is a great story to it. The music yeah. you could take or leave, uh, depending on it. But I love what they, I love, and this is why I love it over the Grand Theft Auto games. Definitely Grand Theft mm-hmm. Auto 5. There are sections where the AI is driving and all you do is shoot. Mm. Instead of you driving and having to shoot, because that's the problem that I also have with uh, uh, oh, a it's terrible. Sin, a game mm. of sin, is that you, I have to drive and shoot, but mm. my shooting is connected to the driving. So if I'm trying to shoot left, I'm turning the car also left. And now I just hit a truck and fell off the bridge. Yeah, I um that's what I was trying to explain to someone because Chicory, which is one of my favorite games of 2021, there is a, a boss fight where you're controlling the left side with the right stick and the right side with the left stick, and they're also in in reverse. X and inverted. Y are re- are inverted, so that to me like was Ugh. was destroying my brain. That's... I had to put it on infinite and easy mode. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Like my my eyes would get crossed. I'm like I can't do this. So I put it on the. <laughs> I had to put chicory on the easiest mode in infinite lives because I was like I cannot do this. Can I, I can't tell do you it. that happened with me with Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah, that's another that one. Final boss. Mm-hmm. I had to change. I had to turn my GameCube controller upside down to fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I uh, I wasn't smart enough to do that because I. <sighs> when did that game come out? Oh five. I think so. Yeah, or oh, five or four or five. Yeah. So I would have been. I've been like eight or nine years old when I was playing that, and I was like, I couldn't. I was like, what is going on? Like, I was like, this is so hard. I eventually did it because I was a kid and I was determined. You know, I yeah. had plenty of time to play games. As an adult, <laughs> I'm like, I ain't got time for this crap. There's so many games I want to play. I cannot waste time doing this. Uh, <laughs> I'm yes. gonna, I'm gonna do whatever I can to get out of it. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Um, well. I think that's enough for our game. I will say, okay, I will ahead. say, despite Ubisoft being one of the worst, I think Far Cry Five is one of the most, the best open world games. 
Um, I'm still working through that gay. I have, and the reason. And the reason why, and some people hated this, but I personally love this, which I don't know how far you got in Far Cry 5. But when you're exploring the open world mm-hmm. and the game wants you to go to the next story beat, it takes you there. It doesn't... Um, how far are you in Far Cry 5? Um... I'm probably going to restart it from the beginning. Um, okay. Did you ever get to... Did you ever see, like, any of the brothers and sisters? Like, and the sister? So, I got, I got to the part where I was um, taken to some dreamland to some women. And, and stuff. Okay. And then so, I, I got there, okay. but I've never fought any of their bosses on the side. Okay. So, I'm not spoiling anything when I say this, but... When you are in the open world in the first section, mm-hmm. when the story, when the next story beat wants you, it comes and gets you. And it makes so much sense for the story. I mean, in a way, it's Far Cry, so it's insane. But yes. it's like, I'm going, there's something that's happening here that needs your attention. But then you can spend like 30 hours just, you know, doing whatever in the open world. It doesn't do that. It says, no, you need to come here now. And they come and get you through different ways so like in the first deal they come with you with guns and they're like they're shooting at you and all this stuff and yeah. you can fight as long as you want but they are going to get you in the second area it's the drugs you know they there's these different drug things that come that like affect your mind you start seeing things and then before you know it they got you in their possession in the third area they come and get you they come and put you they like uh they do sleeping darts at you and stuff like that and that to me was so cool because a it doesn't take me out of the story it actually pulls me back in the story it doesn't let me get distracted with all the stuff and i'm not wasting because you you know you get those markers in open video open world video games where it's like here's your next objective it is four thousand meters away (laughs) and you're like well I guess I'll just do all the side stuff that's on the way there. And by the time you do all the side stuff that's on the way there, you forgot what you were doing in the first place. You forgot what you were doing. That's Red Dead Redemption 2 all the way through. You know what? You're not wrong. But what I like about Red Dead 2 is it makes sense as far as you're preparing to do the next part of the job. And so it gives you an excuse to like, hey, you're going to go out, but you're going to be getting money. You're going to be making relationships and all that stuff. And then that way we can build up and get ready for the next mission. Whereas in some of these open world games, it's like the world is going to end if you do not if you do not save, if you do not take out these bad guys. And you're like, well, I got to go find some treasure chests and, uh, you know, kill some bears to make some new armor and, and whatever. And so and at least Red Dead 2 does that, but I do agree with you. There's a lot of, like, open world stuff in Red Dead 2 before you're like, what were we doing again? What was the mission again? In the, and, in the mission? and everybody, we haven't even touched on the Yakuza series, because that is a whole, once again, a whole yeah. nother discussion about <laughs> open world in the yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, any last words, uh, Austin? No, uh, no. Uh, I think we, I think we've covered quite a bit. There's plenty more. I think uh, also it's not just developers. We could talk about gamers. I would like to say this: leave any attacks that you do to developers. Leave that shit in 2021. Oh please, you know? any please uh, fanboyism, whatever side you're on, leave that shit in 2021, man. Don't bring all that stuff in 2022. That's all I'm right. saying. Let's leave that stuff in the past. Right. Where uh, Scalebound got left, you know? We're trying to thrive in 22. We're trying to vibe. We're trying to live our lives. We still got the pandemic going on, and we're just trying to have fun. We already got part of E3 not happening. So we want to have fun. Um, With that, everybody, Austin, where can we find you? You can find me at PlaystyleAustin on Twitter and Instagram. Of course, catch me. On Crossroads PlayStation Podcast, twitch.tv slash Exodus803, uh, Tuesday nights, 8, 7 Central, with Ron, Chris, and Nelly. Uh, hopefully, we'll get Nelly back soon. So, yes. Or she might be back at the time the 
episode comes out. I don't know. Who knows where we'll be when this episode comes out? Ed. Yes. <laughs> uh, and hopefully I could be on Crossroads. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get things figured out because I would love to have it where I work during the Tuesday morning and then at night we like oh, I could fill in for a guest it's so I, we would love to have you on I wish I could be on Power Block and, and Arsenal X more yes. but yes problem is is like that three in the morning comes by real quick <laughs> I like I can only stay up late one night or I'm gonna be paying for it the next morning. So. And and me dealing with all the folks I get the late night folks and the crazy folks and mm-hmm. the wacky Wednesday. So good googly moogly. I do not <laughs> miss that. When I wear Target night shift, I don't miss that at all. I don't miss it at all. There are some nights that is really good, but somehow Wednesdays is the wacky day and mm-hmm. it's just like I don't know where this nonsense come from. I don't see no circus that is around me. So why are you <laughs> at the night some clown in the store? I don't uh-huh. know not to the time for it. Sometimes my <laughs> sometimes my blackness does come out. I, I call it my urbanness, but sometimes <laughs> I get to a little get a little bit get oh the rock can tell you because sometimes I, I'll have where well, I tell my friend in Seattle uh something some things and but sometimes I'll tell Laron some stuff and I wish I could tell you but I'm just like oh, Austin is like it's probably sleep or something so I can't mess with him. I'll be like Laron I wish he was here to knock these folks out but that's a whole <laughs> other conversation. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can check more of Boschwitch Network on our YouTube page and at Boschwitch.net. Uh, um, once again, uh, sign up for our Patreon. Help support Boschwitch Network, mm-hmm. and you'll get bonus content like this in events two weeks early before um, it goes live on the original feed. With that, everybody, have a great week. Have a and great join... week. Oh, go ahead. Join our Discord. Join our Discord. Yes. Yes, definitely. I the link should probably in the description, I assume. But I, we're all trying to get to Discord because it's it's a good it's a good community there, and you don't have to worry about all the people on Twitter hating you all the time. So exactly. it's much friendlier at the Discord. <laughs> yes, it is because uh, we talk about games, snacks, movies, entertainment, and more. Uh, with that, oh, everybody, let me tell you the snack. The snack page is crazy. The snack Tendo has snack Tendo has been hot. It's, yeah, it's been hot. That's dude. That Cinegram crunch toast that you put in there the other day. Oh, oh we, shout out to uh Geek Bro27. Uh he put it in. I'm still trying to look for it. Dude, I found by, by the time you guys see this, I probably already talked about on us uh, on Nintendo Pop Black. But jelly beans, the brand jelly beans, they finally got gummies out. Oh, I didn't. I haven't seen these. They just came out. I went to the grocery store to go uh, check the candy section and see what they got. They got original jelly beans and sour jelly beans gummies. Oh well, I will definitely be in for the sour jelly beans. I am all down. <laughs> all down. <laughs> and I haven't tried. I haven't tried them yet. But by the time you guys watch Nintendo, or by the time you guys see this, I have already talked about it. Uh, but yeah, I. I'm excited to talk about them. But everybody, that's it for another day. <laughs> we will see you next time on Expression Pass. Bye, everybody. See you later, everyone. <laughs>